0: The number one financial destination: YahooFinance.com.
1: Ah, what is it I miss you. What's good, Internet? Welcome to the first episode of a show we don't really have the name for. It might just show up in your in the feed as a bonus Waypoint Radio for this first episode anyway. Uh, we'll see. But, but this was going to be Video Game Book Club or talked about maybe like Dive Club, like you're going on a deep dive. Or someone in the chat said Waypoint Rendezvous. Not the chat, the forum. Uh, yeah, Waypo- Waypoint Rendezvous.
2: That sounds illicit.
1: Waypoint <laughs> Rendezvous.
3: That seems like David Duchovny is going to uh, uh, do some commentary over that. It might air on uh, Showtime back in the uh, uh-huh. like, d- mid-90s. Uh, or no, I guess that was when he did th- that. That was before silk stockings. right?
1: What? right? Was that Silk Stockings or was that something else? What? Oh, Red Shoe
2: Diaries?
1: Red, Sh- Red Diaries.
3: Shoe Diaries. Silk Stockings.
1: Right. <laughs> what TV? That's, uh-huh. Uh huh. Still stockings. It came on after wrestling and it seemed vaguely sexy. So, (laughs) you know.
3: A Binary Domain, also a game that is vaguely sexy.
1: <laughs> it has its moments. Uh, so yeah, so we're we're here to do uh, basically a, a roundtable. Uh, every month, we're going to try to pick a game and and from our backlog and go through it and, and talk about it and uh, and try to figure out what we think about it. Um, this month, we are doing Binary Domain. Uh, full disclosure, we initially wanted to do Vanquish, but Vanquish was not did not have a release date yet, so we picked <laughs> a different shoot game that was a third person shooter where you shot a bunch of robots. And, and
3: you know what? I think that game. I think Vanquish comes out. I think Vanquish is going to come out on Steam when this podcast comes out. This podcast will probably go out on a, th- on a Thursday, uh-huh. and I think that's when it launched that Steam.
1: Uh-huh. Well, you know, <laughs> we all live our lives. Maybe we'll do an episode about Vanquish later this year or something. Um but but Binary Domain is a game that I've wanted to play for a long time and have had it for a long time and just like, never got around to it. Uh, and so we're going to do this podcast, which is going to be about the first three chapters. So spoilers, get ready for the first three chapters. Uh, and then we're going to do a follow-up podcast that's also about the next three chapters and kind of our, our larger thoughts about the game. There's a pretty good uh, thread going on the forum right now about, about the game um, called Thoughts on Why D- Binary Domain is quote, surprisingly good, uh, which we'll get into because the, the the person who made that thread also sent us a really good letter um, in a little bit. Uh, so make sure you go to the forums at forum.waypoint.vice.com or you, know, you can go to discourse.zone uh, and and chat a little bit about what your feelings are about the game so far. Um, and, and again, if you have any other good naming ideas for this, whatever the thing is we're doing, <laughs> feel free to uh, send those in to gamingadvice.com or send your thoughts about the second half of Binary Domain to gamingadvice.com with the subject Binary Domain – Thoughts?
2: Yeah. uh, I want to know what the hell you guys have gotten me into. (laughs) Um, Shooting robots. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't finished the first three chapters. I've finished the first chapter. And then I needed a break. And I needed to think about whether I wanted to continue with this project. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And what I was going to say on this podcast. Uh, Because the first impression this game is making... Well, there's two first impressions. One is a really loving ass shot of Big Bo. Big Bo's got a butt. (laughs) And this game wants you to know all about that. Like, Uh I have not seen a rear end showcase this way since, like, Mass Effect 2. Yeah, okay. uh It's a little consternating. But but the other thing is that it feels, at least at first glance, like such a bog-standard Cover shooter from this era. Oh well, you are uh, you right. are
3: not wrong there, my friend. the The, re- the reason we are playing this <laughs> game is not because you would play Vanquish, where you go, man, that is still a killer, fucking video game that's super fun to play. Like by Nerdomain, I like gets by, just like okay enough, except when just you get to, okay, like except for when you get to the boss battles, and then you're kind of like, oh, this is bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, i I'm, I think I'm. I'm. I've, I. I was here when I played this game, and continue to be here for this game because be, this will be the second time I've played through it. I, I, okay. I played through this game the the uh, the first time at the insistence of uh, Vinny Caravella um, because <laughs> he wanted to make an argument for Big Bo as best new character for Johnny Mom's huh. Game of the Year Awards, and so. Oh my lord! Uh, really? Um, and. Uh then uh, became surprised at, like, the sci-fi storytelling, which is why I ended up playing the game. Um, and uh, I also, canonically in my head, have thought for years, like, if you had asked me straight up, I would have said, yes, Platinum made this game. I don't know why I thought oh, that. no. I, I, I have no, I guess just because of Sega's relationship with Platinum, I just presumed sure. it was made by Platinum. And then, it, then at some point, I was writing up the post that we were doing... Uh, Doing this for the, the book club and I was just fact-checking myself and I was like, I don't see Platinum listed on this game's book no. completion page.
1: It's a it's a Sega game. It's, it's, it's from same that, to the same producer that did
3: the Yakuza games
1: correct yeah uh toji negoshi yep exactly and i think that shows a lot because and i like the yakuza combat system i like yakuza as a as kind of an open world adventure game and all that stuff but what i really love about yakuza is character interaction and the bright, the, the kind of like bright shining spots for me in b- binary domain have been in chapters two and three when you start getting a bigger squad and the different character interaction between people who don't really like each other very much and because of that somehow come out as being more charming <laughs> like they're Little, like banter in which they're taking shots at each other is some of my the highlights so far for me in this game
3: everyone's kind of a dick like most people yeah most people are like not likable um the character you play as is not likable big bo and who do you play who's the character you play as he's like sort of so un- he
1: plays dan Jan. you play as dan
3: dan. Dan, dan
1: dan dan marshall dan marshall wow that all is
2: american, <laughs> all american all american boy dan marshall uh-huh uh he's he's an asshole um yep
3: And uh, I actually find the interactions you have with some of the characters interesting because, like, often in games uh, you are rewarded for, like, pushing back on people being dicks and, like, you can, like, roleplay as a certain character. But, like... This game, so you'll have these moments in in Binary Domain where uh, you can uh, respond to a character with uh, a dialogue choice, and they're usually pretty simple. Um, And then that influences this sort of like hidden stat you have based on your relationship with the character that theoretically the game says influences whether, like, how quickly they'll come help you or not help you or be an assistant. I'm not, you know, three chapters in, I'm not sure how that system actually works right um, but um you still get sort of like a, an approval or disapproval response from characters and like in uh, i think it's chapter two when you're going through sort of like the underground area and um there are uh a lot of well there, there are sex workers all around you and you yep. can like talk with them and then big bo is like hey want to go like have, have a sex have a sex with a sex worker you want to go like, hook up me like, with that sex worker yeah my yeah. response is like "Bo." No, we don't have time for that. And then Bo's response, like you get a negative, like he goes, mm-hmm. and like, which means your response to tell him we don't have time for this is is hurting your ability to work as a team. And then his response yep. to you is like Dan. I, I know what you used to be like. And th- you, you you used to be <laughs> into stuff like this. And I'm like, oh my god! Right. Who am you are not as? a Blake
1: Slate. You are Dan Marshall, who different characters have different expectations from him and have different histories with him. And there are certain things like, like, there's another thing, there's a point later where, uh, someone is like, uh, I love in my downtime to read books, but you wouldn't like that, would you? <laughs> And there are ways – I think there's three ways to respond. And, like, of course, the way that you're supposed to respond is, like, actually, I really like to read books. But there's a similar question, something like that along the way where you try to a- answer in the affirmative to kind of, like, get your your points with the person. And they just kind of, like, see right through your bullshit. And it's, I really like those moments
2: uh, yeah, I, in, the, in the characterization. I had this one- is kind of an amazing social anxiety simulator where, like, oh, yeah. all the small talk is incredibly loaded. Like, somebody will say something completely innocuous and you look at your response menu and your responses are all identically noncommittal and innocuous. If you pick the wrong one, Big Bo's going to be like, oh, why you got to be like that? (laughs) Yep, Uh uh-huh. but I was agreeing with you. I was agreeing with you, Bo. Well, yeah, not I, in the right I way. Had this
3: one interaction with uh, the sniper uh, character, like the 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 group I I started out rolling with was uh, Dan, Big Bo, and the sniper character who I'm now forgetting. Faye. Faye. Uh,
1: Faye. Yeah,
3: and I'm pretty sure that's the the rollout I played with uh, when I played the game originally. Um, just because it seemed like. To, uh, as much as this, uh, you know, charming British man seems interesting, like, Dan and Big Bo have, like, they go back, so it seems like they'd have the most interesting interactions. And then Faye is, like, has no problem giving everyone shit and, like, talking yep. back to them. So and it is was, like, a, an sniper interesting... and yeah, and a sniper. And is a sniper, seems, like, useful as a gameplay perspective. And also she just, like, was willing to tell Dan to fuck off. And, like, I remember there's one mm-hmm. instance in where I, uh, like... I messed something up or like I, maybe I shot her by accident or something. And then she said like, you know, like, why'd you mess that up? Like, you know, like that's, you know, that was BS. And then I responded saying, like, yeah, you're right. Like I need to try harder. And then I got a negative response and she yep. said like, why don't you just, you know, why don't you actually just try harder instead of apologizing for it? And I was like, oh no. Huh? Yep. Wow. <laughs> uh-huh. wow. Uh,
2: and that's not to be
1: real. <laughs> It can be really frustrating because it is a black box, and partially what ends up happening is, like, as you play with the same crew, you end up getting to learn, like, okay, Faye takes no shit, but she also doesn't want any shit. She wants you to be upfront with her, so, like, that doesn't mean apologizing. That doesn't mean, like, blowing smoke up her ass. It doesn't mean, like, being the person who tells her what she wants to hear. Um, and, and that ends up getting to some, some really interesting characterization as you get further in the game and go into new environments because you kind of start – you start in, like – destroyed highways and then slowly make your way into kind of poverty-stricken areas and then into wealthier areas. And it's really interesting to see the different characters have different takes on all of that stuff. Um, so one of the places you get to in Chapter 3 is just like a cafe, like a rooftop cafe. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Which actually
3: that- branded a San Francisco uh, uh, coffee. Uh, 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 is it? Yeah. Is that a real thing? Yeah. What's, what's – I can't remember what the coffee company is in the game. Um so with T, right? Uh, binary. I, I,
1: I believe you. I didn't recognize it, but I totally – b- Tully's. Tully's. Tully's,
3: which is straight up. That is an American and I believe That's hilarious. San Francisco uh, coffee uh, chain.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, like literally a robot with a Tully's logo <laughs> on its chest. That's pretty good. But like in that zone, it's like, okay – um. Uh. Big Bo starts off by saying he hates this place because of all the rich people. And then he's like, shit, man, you know I got, I want to get me some of this. And like, yeah, Bo, I know. Like, I, <laughs> I know. Whereas one of the other characters is like all of these stuck-up pricks are just like rich and I can't believe they're living on the back of the poor and robots. And I think that there's like a weird political undercurrent to this game that is – that I wish I was picking up more of the of the grimoire cards, more of the data lore <laughs> docs because, because, like, the one or two I've read have been like, oh, yeah, well, in the future, there's this, like, right-wing party that's all about uh, economic justice by way of ro- robot automation and climate change and all about, like, fixing climate change. Well, oh, yeah. and also about nationalistic populist values. And I really love the notion of, like, oh, right, like – the right is going to have to change. They're still going to be fucking t- the right, you know, like, and that's really it's like the far, far extremist right, and that's really interesting to see that take in this game.
2: Yeah, you, you find this, uh, you, you find this little bit of backstory on, like, hey, why has Japan gotten like all messed up and sort of fascistic? And it's because because of the flooding. Yeah, because climate change has made. the the islands almost uninhabitable as they they originally were so now they're solving everything through technology and like rigid social control and so it is this interesting like okay so this is how the language and policies of uh, authoritarianism adapt themselves to something like climate change
1: Right. Something that's like unmistakable. Like once the floods hit, there's no more like being wishy-washy about this. And in fact, instead there, you have to learn how to bring that into whatever your platform is. And so, you know, obviously I would love to see even more of that stuff in this game or more, not necessarily like main plot, but I would like to see the the ephemera of it and the side effects of it and stuff like that. So some things that sci-fi does really well. So that was really surprising for me. Um, anybody else have anything that's like surprising about their playthrough?
3: To touch on uh, Rob's incredulous reaction uh, when I was setting <laughs> up uh, Binary to Main, I have soured a lot on my enthusiasm for Big Bo in my my second uh-huh. playthrough. Which I mean Big yeah. Bo is essentially a uh, – uh, what's his face from Gears of War – brought Coltrane yes I think he's a little more human I'm, I'm not cool t- 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 I'm not t- t- I'm I you're, I think but you're right I'll there's you actual finish. more characterization given to him but I'm talking about sort of like the like black stereotype like sort mm-hmm. of like one-liners that he's given especially up front um which yes. is a lot of like wh- where you get the big boat which like is okay right it is funny though, like, but it's yes. not funny it's- when get, like when thought in the larger context of like, <laughs> like why they're assigning that to a like someone yelling "Big <sighs> Bo" when there is a camera yeah. put up to their <laughs> face with giant eyeballs is funny. Uh-huh. But like when it's assigned to like a long history of like black characters who like who just yell to be funny, like there, there's there's all <sighs> that.
1: But so it's like it's so it's. My feelings on Big Bo are so complex yeah. and, and layered because you're totally right. Like there's absolutely like this black exploitation angle with this character uh, that is very similar to Coltrane in Gears of War. But when I think about Gears of War 1's characterization of Coltrane, it's like what are the things you know about Coltrane? OK, he, <laughs> he's a professional football player uh-huh. who yells – Choo-choo, it's (laughs) Coltrane time, baby, or the Coltrane is coming through, or whatever.
3: All of those sound like canon, even if you made them all up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, and so when Coltrane said those things, what I want to say is like, I don't know people who sound like that. But when I hear Bo pull Dan aside and say like... Do you like pineapple on your pizza, brother? And like, yeah, I know that dude. Do you know what I mean? Like, they have those lower level, mundane conversations yes. about going on vacations, and like, they kind of banter in a way that is often misogynistic and racist and bad. And also, it it tickles me to hear the, a black voice in a pre- game like that the game sounds genuine.
3: Pretend that they're not those things either, right? Like, 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 no, in, in the way it like portrays. Big Bo, when he's talking about, like, you know, let's go have a sex, like, he is obviously being <laughs> grotesque, and the game gives you the opportunity <sighs> to push back on it, and then punishes right. you for, like, it's, it's hard to tell, because I think, like, the Yakuza games are also, like, very smart and, like, aware, that doesn't mean that, like, they don't yeah. drift into bad but
1: totally, like Yakuza Zero is a really dope game that also gets really transphobic, and it's really f- hard to have both of those opinions at once. Right. Because I don't want to. The fact that I even said it was a rad game that gets transphobic is like, well, does that is that a, <laughs> why is that not enough for me to then just say it's not a rad game? Right. right? Like, how how do we judge these things that are forty hours long when there is like three hours of real garbage? Like, same thing with with Breath of the Wild this year with its transphobia. Is like. I haven't liked the game as much as I've liked Breath of the Wild in forever, and also that quest line is really, really, really bad. Um, and so I, I'm doing my best to be able to, like, c- compartmentalize the bits of this that I think work and the ones that don't, and it can be hard. Um, but but overall, I'm still generally having a good time for the reasons that you're saying, which is, like, I can call Bo out on his shit. Faye is there to call Bo out on his shit. Rachel, who is, like— just a, a rad soldier, uh, is also there just to be a rad soldier, right? Like, she is loud and angry in a lot of the ways Dan is, except she's a woman. And like, there, that is her character. And that made me feel good because they weren't like trying to do a thing where it's like, okay, like, uh, we need the woman character to be, to be XYZ. It's like, nope, she's just another soldier. Like, this is a team of soldiers that's her deal she she gets a little like angry sometimes literally the same way dan does um so i guess i'm curious to see how how her arc wraps up also right i guess my big takeaway was i've spent the last 4 years being told hey, you have to meet Kane, the French android in this game. Yes. He's a really good character. And I was like, okay, I'm going to meet a fucking French robot. I bet you he's going to wear a beret and a scarf and like be like, oui, monsieur. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then he showed up and he had at least a scarf on. I don't know that he had a beret <laughs> on. And he was like, oui, monsieur. And I was like, oh, this is the best robot ever. I love this robot. <laughs> Rob, you haven't reached Kane yet, but – You will if you stick with it, I promise, and Kane is good.
3: Yeah, and he immediately, like, you're given the option to put him in your party, and I was like, Bo, you out! Kane, you in!
1: (laughs) Kane, you in. Kane, that's a dope scarf. Kane, you know how to drive a car. Kane, this poison gas isn't killing you, which was a good choice.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wonder
1: how that section changes. I didn't even – I've looked this up your people will suffocate to death and you have to rush them into those little booths where there's oxygen to breathe. Otherwise, they that die. That makes
3: that sequence sound way more frustrating. <laughs>
1: yep. So, you know, hang out with that robot. That robot is has advantages, I you know? Uh,
3: I, I have found... Um, I remember part of the reason that the, the game struck me uh, beyond, like, Kane and, and, and some of the characterization stuff was uh, I, I found, the like, the, the humanity of... Like the robots and the way they are or the what do they call them? The the hollow children, which are The Hollow Children, <laughs> yeah. Uh which are what a name which are, which are, uh-huh. <laughs> which are essentially uh Like, there's at some point, uh, as robotics uh, advances in uh, the world of binary domain, there is a certain clause that is passed that is signed by, there's like a treaty that is signed by all the world's governments saying, you know, like, the one thing you won't do is to uh, uh, create robots that are indistinguishable from human. Or I guess if you make them, there has to be some sort of way that they're identified and tracked and blah, blah, blah. And what happens is that it, it is soon discovered that, these hollow children have been uh, – not only do they exist, but they have been existing in society for decades, and they don't even know they're hollow children. So you have these um, these robotic uh, hollow children that are suddenly becoming aware that they are not human and are having like – there's a sequence I don't think you've gotten to, um, uh, uh, Rob, but it, it happens uh, when you're in this sort of underground sector, um, and there's this interaction between sort of like a local gang and – uh, uh, the, sa- the same character you find that, that starts the game off, that, you know, has the ripped face and is confused about its humanity or lack thereof and is essentially just tortured by this gang and, it, like, it exposes, like, these interesting sort of... I get not ra- race? I... I what would the... Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what the classification would be between uh, robot and uh, human, um, but, uh, or, I guess, spe- species... Um, but it's – I found it really affecting and, like, found myself really uh, empathetic to the the robotic creatures and the idea that – and even saying that makes it sound crass in the way the game – like, these they literally thought they were human for an entire lifetime and then suddenly find out they are not. And I find the way that it's portrayed to be, like, surprisingly human for however complicated that word comes across.
1: Totally. I think that there is – that scene specifically is, like, really rough. Yeah. Um, Partially because of, like, just the physical violence is, like, hard to watch. And also, I think one of the things that's been interesting with this game is that it knows it's actually easier to watch because you go in your own head, don't worry, that's just a robot. And you can kind of do your, like, brain thing where, like, it's bad that they're treating that that robot poorly because that robot's a person too and they shouldn't have ripped its skin off of its face. (laughs) But also, when you watch that happen – and it reveals that there's just metal under there and not bone. You're OK with it in a way that you would not be if someone ripped someone's face off and there was bone under there. Yeah. And that moment of revelation is like I can say all day that I think robot are equal to people. Robot-
0: when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, in
1: This world should be equal to people, but my response does not map to that, um, which is good really good at getting you to, like, engage with that stuff. And I don't know, we've been really lucky. We've had Nier this year, near uh, Automata, um, which is probably a much more thoughtful game on synthetic life and, and AI and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is doing that much more traditional story in a way that I think is really effective. So I'm, I'm, I'm digging it so far.
2: This this does sort of feel like if somebody made a cover shooter sort, sort of set in the world like Ghost in the Shell standalone complex, mm-hmm. uh, where it's all very... This this kind of this kind of feels like a world this full of rules and bureaucracies yeah. and also by the way um, <laughs> they were aware that they had this potential for like an AI revolution and everyone just kind of agreed to ignore that possibility and then suddenly it turns out that it you know their so- societies are all sort of shot through with it and it is kind of. Um, it is kind of cool how the the pathos is is so quickly evoked with with these characters that uh you know all, you know almost in in some ways the thing that is triggering the crisis is that the uh the hollow children which by the way it just it does bother me that like okay so they all agreed they weren't going to create sentient AI life
1: right <laughs> uh-huh, yep. everyone said Well no 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 sentient AI life was fine you can't make sentient AI life that uh that Robots that can pass That's for humans, right. which again is it's a whole own thing about like the, the culture of passing and the politics of quote-unquote passing. That's like a, a pretty dense like issue and then this metaphor is, is extra weird because the characters that are passing for human in this game don't know that they're passing for human. They believe they are human and then us phrasing it that way – immediately reframes it as like, okay, well, they're not really people, obviously, but of course they should be equal. Of course they should be, but biologically they're not humans. And like suddenly you find yourself speaking the grammars of shitty bigots. Um, and I'm really curious to see if the second half of this game knows that or if it just kind of does the, walks the steps that all of these stories do. You know?
2: I'm also just kind of surprised that the, that the shitty bigots already have this entire grammar around this issue that like around hollow children yeah. the hollow children like um, the moment like literally the first time you see this dude like like weeping and crying in the middle of this robotics research facility uh, screaming that his whole life has been a lie the, literally, this is like just announced to the world. There's this problem, and then you go to the various, the very serious and convincing Situation Room with the President of the United States, who's the most like <laughs> grotesque American ass looking. Uh, I don't know. It's like it's like total anime president. Yep, um, total
1: anime. Pre- that's his name actually. He's total anime president. <laughs> Uh, briefly, I do just want to briefly say that if people like the story in this game and are interested in more like cyberpunk stories like this in with this sort of characterization and stuff, they might want to check out Ghost in the Shell standalone complex, which is a really great cyberpunk procedural uh, anime series. Patrick, I think even you could like a couple of the episodes of that of that show. Uh, it's so, it's so it's, good.
2: It's barely anime. It's, it's, <laughs> well, it's the best, the best argument I've ever heard uh but but, I'm just saying, why do they all know yes. why does everyone know what a hollow child what a hollow child is? Like, why is this term just like been waiting It's the same reason that like if that happened in real life you'd be like that's a replicant because they probably
1: went to see blade runner twenty forty eight and in it it turns out that they stopped calling them replicants and they started calling them hollow children, yeah, I'm that's cur- all, yeah, they like- never
3: really actually get into the uh the origins of the term they just say, oh, we call them hollow children and i'm I'm right, I, I wonder right. if they're I don't think it's actually explained in the game. Maybe it is in one of those, like, pieces of uh, separate fiction that you can pick up. But I'd be curious to, to know why they settled on that as, like, a term. Because it's a really interesting term.
1: Right. But is it just is it just an evocative term that doesn't have any, like, fake history written to right. it? Or does it have something somewhere in there? I, you know, who knows? I'm sure someone could write it in and let us know. Um, speaking of writing in, we only have, like, 20 minutes left. So we should quickly look at what uh, people have written into to us and, and maybe talk a little bit about this. So... This first one I want to uh, <coughs> excuse me bring up comes in from Brian, who also started a thread on the uh, in the forums and says, uh, This is a question I brought up in the forums and provided some of my own ideas, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. When people, myself included, discuss binary domain, it's often with backhanded praise. Uh, that the story is, quote, actually good, that the voice acting is, quote, surprisingly well done, etc. What do you think it is about Binary Domain that makes everyone inherently assume assume it should be bad?
2: Because its first impression is terrible. I'll tell you why. Because literally on this podcast, everyone is being like, Rob, you got to keep playing it. Trust (laughs) us. This game is good. Because when I saw the screenshots, when Patrick started yelling about Big Bo, and then when I first started like playing it, like everything about this game every single like first impression that it could make was like flags going up like <laughs> red warning lights i was like i don't i don't know what's what's going on here so i kind of feel like the people like you know you guys praising this game it is coming from a place of like uh i don't know a little bit of not protectiveness
1: I mean, I haven't. This is the first time I've played it, right? So I don't have a history with this or anything like that. I, but I've also played through the intro three times, so I knew what I was getting into. Uh, or two times. This is my third time through. So I knew that the first hour and a half were going to be like dragging my feet and like dragging myself through this and dealing with Big Bo shouting Big Bo and de- dealing with like the having to come to terms with the fact that the character I'm playing as is a shit heel and like, all of that stuff is is now for me like part of the expectation and I'm at the point now where, oh, I've gotten through that and now I'm excited because I'm – Getting deeper into the character, the the other characters' lives. I'm meeting the the French robot. I'm getting into boss fights that, like Patrick said, aren't necessarily good, but there's a degree of spectacle that I can. I like big robots, and so the fact that like the whole first act is this single big robot sort of chasing you and bouncing in and out of different boss fights with it until finally you take it down is really like I'm, I'm wasn't I enjoyed that. Um, and so like I, I think part of it is that expectation, but but uh, I think you're totally right that the part of the reason that people's like, well, actually, it's good, is just the first hour is very rough, uh, and it just feels like cookie-cutter, third-person shooter.
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I mean, I think that, yeah, it's it's less protectionism as much as, like, ah, just, like, get over that hump. Like, it's a bad hump, like, to get over. Yeah. Um, And also because I think, like, it's a deeply flawed, mediocre game in, like, so many ways, but it had, like, the parts that I like, I like a lot. They, j- It's, like, yeah. it's very much a game that is, like, individual elements of it i i deeply adore but couldn't you know if someone said i couldn't get over the fact that it was like a shitty shooter i'd be like yep i mean yeah fair fight you on that one um but (laughs) you know it's it's it is these little things like the characterization it is these little things like the like surprisingly interesting uh french robot um and and things like that it's like i it's it's eccentric and in a way that uh, if I would played more of the Yakuza games, I bet I would say, oh, this is – you can see the through line there like between these two games even though they're uh, coming at it mm-hmm. in different ways. Um, it, it, it's just it, – I found it memorable and I play a lot of video games and even a lot of very good video games don't stick with me. And I found that like I would still like tell people about binary domain or look back on it fondly or when someone brought it up, be like, yeah, that, I had a good time with that. Um so, so that even though its mediocrity is part of this identity, uh, it, its identity, I think part of the appeal of, like, sitting here and talking about it was to, like, drill down and, like, why was it memorable even if looking at screenshots on Steam you go, come on, like, why the fuck are we playing this game?
1: <laughs> well, and the other thing there is just this is not a team that's made games like this before, right? Like – Even going into Gears of War, that's coming from a studio that has made shooters before, not necessarily third-person shooters, not necessarily like heavy story-driven games out of Epic. Uh, Not that the Unreal games didn't have any story necessarily, but, uh, you know, and so there was some surprise there. But like, oh, these people know how to make something that feels good to move around and shoot a gun in with, with Gears of War but the the team behind binary domain it's just like oh yeah sega made this and it's the yakuza team that in which there are very few guns and certainly no like aiming with a left trigger shooting with or aiming with the left thumbstick shooting with the right trigger shooting like the expectation is low i think um, it seemed when it came out i remember feeling like oh this is going to be like 30 bucks right and like no this is a full priced game and that's it, it, i don't know i think i think that that was just not what people were ready for um, especially at that point in time, right? Like that, this game came out in 2012 for the Xbox 360 and the PS3, and then I think a little later for the PC. And we were in a phase of of Japanese games that were like trying to find their footing again, trying out Western, what seemingly quote unquote Western genres. And expectations had been kind of like put on their head. I think so. I think maybe we've just inherited that actually or surprising thing.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think yeah, I think that's fair. Like, there's a reason. Like, th- this is like a post Gears of War game in which, yes, uh, the Japanese developers uh, are looked at that as a touchstone for like, you know, and that's what's part of what's interesting about this, right? Like, it's like a it's like a bad Gears of War game, but it's but Gears of War also had a bad story, and so like it's interesting to right. see like the flip here, which is like. It's not a great take on Gears of War. It's like half, like sixty percent there, but doesn't have the the crispness um, um, that you actually got in Gears of War. Um, but the storytelling and the ambition of the storytelling is like far d- uh, more interesting than anything I I saw yeah. in that game, which like plays to Japanese strengths, but was also indicative of what Japanese game development was at that time, as they spent essentially the whole generation refining. Their identity, an identity that didn't show up again until really the last couple of years when, you right. know, in 2017 has fired on all cylinders. But like really in, you know, uh, in the last couple of years has kind of like found its footing and and adopted Western design philosophy in a way that is not just right. plucking gears. Like look at, uh, you know, Metal Gear Solid 5, right? Like that's a game that right. adopts open world Uh, design ideas from the west but does its own fucking thing with it in really interesting ways that uh, do not feel as though it's just a cookie cutter uh, grab it's actually we figured out why this is interesting and now we're gonna go our right way
1: it's worth noting that vanquish came out in 2010 so like there's also a little bit of that which is like we're we've seen what a really great japanese developer can do with a third-person shooter and robots and it's way more interesting than maybe what binary domain looks like on face you know so uh, lots of lots of competing expectations uh, anyway next question uh comes in from Craig who brings up something that i i think is um Uh, Maybe not important, but like I don't think any of us have had this experience, and so I wanted it to be in here. Hey, Waypoint, I just wanted to share some of my favorite binary domain experiences. I played the game on the Xbox 360, and I used the headset to try out the voice commands. For most of the game, I found them to be finicky and disposable. But one time, during a firefight, I accidentally shot at Bo. He scolded me, and reflexively, I mumbled, sorry. The microphone picked it up, and Bo responded, assuring me that everything was okay between us. It was such a small part of my playtime, but it stuck with me over the years. I love the idea of a game that's not really based around communication, giving you the opportunity to communicate with its characters in a natural way. Excuse me, in a natural way. Binary Domain isn't necessarily that game, but it gave me a glimpse of what, what it might look like in that moment and endeared me to Bo in a way that's selecting a response from a text menu you could never do. Thanks for reading and keep on being good. Uh, have, have either of you messed with the voice stuff this playthrough?
2: No. Rob, you... You guys told me not to. Yeah, I mean, all, like all I've got, by the way, is a podcast like studio mic. So, like trying to rig that up so it was like near me while I was playing just seemed really dumb.
1: I tried. I did like their voice like uh, uh, training for like twenty minutes, and I just couldn't get enough of the things to register correctly. Maybe I'll just try it with a bad headset mic and see if somehow that's better because it's a bad headset mic that that expected, you know. Um, yeah, I like, I, I like, I like I this... it in
3: theory. but And I, I tried it through the tutorial section, but then just it, – it's just easier just to pull up the left bumper and hit A or B. The thing
1: is like I, I want to know how much is there for – because there's like a, a set list of words that they can understand. Mm-hmm. And there are situations in which you can say things that are not just one of the four buttons uh, options that show up during dialogue options. And I'm curious how much recorded dialogue there is. That is not one of – tied to one of those button presses. Like, is there a special way that Bo would respond if I was like – like, that's bullshit to some, something that happens when none of my options are that's bullshit? Or does it just give me the one – the response that he would say if I had said
3: like, this is bad. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If I had to guess uh, – yeah. my, my guesses that stuff doesn't exist. I, I would be like to be pleasantly yeah. surprised. But when I did the tutorial stuff, I – got the game to tell me, like, well, I don't understand, like, twice, and I was like, okay, like, done, like, I'm not gonna sit here and, like, try and work through what your answers might be, um, uh, but I think it's, it's, it's an interesting idea, I just, I, I, I don't know, I just was, once I got kind of turned off to it in the beginning, I wasn't gonna sit there and fight with it a second time around, but that is a cool interaction that the person wrote in about, like, if you could have more of those, I can see why, yeah. I can see why that would be more, uh, More powerful.
1: Totally. I'm very curious to see if anybody else picks this up as like a design thing and and tries to do it again in the next few years. Because I I think if you could get into a relaxed enough mode where you are just saying one or two things every once in a while, it would be pretty cool. So we'll see. Um, Next question uh, is, is very basic, but I think it gets at something very good about this game, which is, Shooting the robot limbs in this game feels really good, like wacky Dead Space. Love Kevin, love you too, Kevin. Um, <laughs> it does. It it feels really good to like the robots break in good ways, like they the all the the armor plates break off and you reveal the bits underneath and break off and their legs. All and they tumble plays over, roll. Like, totally.
2: If you take like basically, you can you can hobble them. Uh, in which case they, they're going to be easier targets to pick off, and maybe it's a decent crowd control technique. Or you know the, the the robots that where you can shoot their heads off, and they go sort of berserk, and then you have a friendly fire exchange. Oh, that's robots. such a good
3: mechanic! I like love that's, that part. It's so
2: good. Yeah, it's it's actually I would say like kind of better than Death Space. Totally. When someone lands with,
1: like, a Gatling gun, and you're like, oh, I have three sniper rounds. If I can just get that stupid head off, this thing's gonna go my way, and you pull it off, and the huge hulking robot with the Gatling gun, like, turns on its own its own dudes, is like, mwah, perfect, good, yes. Uh, so, so, that's, uh, I, I'm very into that. And then I think it also just connects to the thing we were saying before, which is, like, even though intellectually the response that we want to say as like correct thinking members of society who are who are anti-bigotry is we love robots. Robots are people too. Also, it feels good to shoot these robots and like it feels good to make their legs explode in these ridiculous ways and to shoot their arms off. And as they're crawling towards you to like choke you to death or whatever to shoot them in the heads and they stop moving and – I don't know that this game is, like, intentionally trying to, like, make a statement about how we we, have, we try to square that circle of in the abstract saying, yes, robot rights, and in the moment-to-moment feeling like fetishizing killing robots. But it does that, whether or not it's intentional. And I think that that's pretty good. I think it's a pretty good uh, thing it does. So that's my take so far. Uh, what, are, what are your hopes for the remainder of this game,
2: Rob? Oh, um, I, I <laughs> want. <laughs> there's a, I have, a
3: long pause and a long oh. Uh huh.
2: I have so many hopes. Uh, I, I hope for uh, a, a swift improvement and uh, and maybe a swift end. No, I I, I think there's, there's. I mean, co- it's not that long of a game, so. There's a couple things. One, I'm just. I'm hoping that I will be able to like feel. The difference it makes in like squad mm. chemistry if my buddies like me or not like right, i i am right. i am hoping that like that that weird basically i'm hoping for the for the weird almost like um rpg-ish jrpg-ish uh elements in this game to combine with that with that cover shooter in right weird and unusual ways because i think this is the thing that intrigues me is it feel it feel like to go back to your previous point. This feels very much like a you know mid two thousands like Japanese games industry take on the mm-hmm. the cover sh- the rise of the cover shooter, and it hasn't yet yeah. sort of been processed through uh, you know the homogenization that sometimes happens in the life cycle of a genre. Totally, I I there's things
1: that I'm excited for you to get to. Um, I, I really want you to meet the like underground, like, Yakuza guy who is part of the resistance in the black market. There's a cop character who I think is, like, they're not doing too much with him yet, but I love it every time he's on screen um, because he fits into this archetypical, like, cop chasing the bad guys thing, uh, and then you're the bad guys, um, and you are the bad guys because you're, like, fucking going through the streets in a in a car and shooting at robots and cop cars with a machine gun in the middle of the day and like yeah I hope this cop catches us that would be funny um there's all the stuff I want you to see I have a question for you Rob would this game be better or worse if when you got a when you ranked up with one of your your character's loyalties if it said like I am thou and thou art I and then it did the, <laughs> the whole persona thing would that be better for you or worse
2: um I think it would be a lot better if there were like a Sailor Moon uh, cutscene uh-huh. showing your like new level of friendship, possibly with like <laughs> uh, like you know like hard cuts to your character and the other character. Like maybe it's Big Bow, like sort of bowing out uh, and lots of yeah. like sparkles. And
1: uh, I think you mean sorry, sorry. I think you mean bowing out.
2: Thank you. Thank you
1: going out. That's going to do it for us. Uh, <laughs> Patrick, is there anything you want to see in the remainder of, of your playthrough? Oh, i mean, the first and already. last
2: video game book club. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, killed it.
1: Uh, yep. Uh, but Patrick, really, on your second time through, is there anything you're like excited to get to or, without getting too spoilery?
2: Yeah, if
3: I um, am remembering the game correctly, I am looking forward to the ending a lot. There, there I, I remember it having a very um, impactful ending, and I, I'm curious if my recollection of it lines up with the actual things that go down. But right. um, it, what I, I remember, the game making good on uh, some of the promises that uh, the story set up earlier um, in a way that I found really satisfying and affecting at the time. Now that you know, we're living a post, you know, near Automata age, so I, I'm curious how that changes um, based on that. But I remember it being very affecting at the time. Totally.
1: All right. Well, I'm excited for that. I'm I'm hoping it's affecting for me as well. And uh, I hope it's affecting for all of you out there. Remember that you can come to our forums at... at uh, com or discourse.zone to talk to us about this game. And you can send questions into gamingadvice.com with the subject binary domain. Also, please keep sending us names for whatever this is. Very curious to see what people think. Uh, we'll try to figure that out by the next episode, which will either be next week or the week after pre E3. So things are a little wild right now, as you might imagine. All right. That is going to do it for us this time. We will be back uh, on Monday and Friday, as always, with Waypoint Radio. So check that out. And, and if you like this, let us know. All right. Peace.